It is party time. Let's kick this thing off. It is a Monday morning. Uh, What are we, the 23rd of October? You know what the 23rd of October is? This is the 40th anniversary of uh, the uh, Beirut attack. I want to say 241 Marines, lives lost. Could be wrong on that, but this is the 40th anniversary. Nobody ever talks about that. Nobody ever talks about that. Um, doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but 40 years. Um, God bless our military. Um, there's a new cocaine in town, Brandon. I don't know if you know this or not. I didn't know this until earlier today. But apparently the Hamas terrorists were high on what they call poor man's cocaine during the attack on October 7th. I thought you'd like this one. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting story when you just talk about, like, I was reading a report this morning that uh, Hamas was launching missiles towards uh, Israel. The launch site is right next to a kindergarten. That's always good. I mean, I didn't know they had kindergartens there. (laughs) Like, you know, you think about, we tend to think of different parts of the world in, you know, different ways and People are people no matter where you go. That's true. And, and then some people are extra people-ish. Um, and then, you know, there's a lot of evil out there. But to, to put it right next to a kindergarten tells you a lot about who these people are. They're worse than animals, Hamas. Um, you know, this, this isn't an activist group. I want to talk about that a little bit later on because I think a lot of people think of Hamas as being sort of like um, America's minorities, um they're not okay they're not they're not people that are marginalized in a way that you should be feeling sorry for them um mm, we'll talk about that the the kind of the the foundational philosophy underneath what i'm saying later but uh hamas they were high on uh poor man's cocaine when they this that's it's called captagon Captagon. Yep. captagon yeah i was on stage the other day talking to some people about uh you know i'm a subject matter expert on things like cocaine. Um, don't ask me why. The um, Done a lot of studies. Read a lot of books, I have. <laughs> I may be the only person y'all know that has actually ever read a book on cocaine. Done the actual research. I, yeah. yeah. I read it real fast. <laughs> <laughs> read it real fast. Read it twice. <laughs> read it out loud. Uh, the Captagon is a synthetic... Uh, amphetamine type stimulant, which I'm pretty sure all cocaine at this stage in the game is some form of synthetic. Um, you know, a lot of people have heard me talk about Keith Richards, the guitarist for the Rolling Stones, said the biggest thing he misses from his early days of rock and roll was pharmaceutical grade cocaine. I'd love to try that, actually. I'd love to. Look, Captagon? No, no, oh, no, no. I don't think I would. The pharmaceutical the, stuff. The, no, the pharmaceutical grade. Yeah, I was reading a story over the weekend about this doctor that got busted because he was. Uh, giving people prescriptions for it under the table. Really for cocaine? Yeah, I was like that's a pretty sweet dentist. Yeah, I, I got a I got a tooth problem right now. I think <laughs> I think I feel a tooth problem coming on. But no, I mean you know we make jokes about it, but uh, this is a very serious deal. They they got these guys hopped up on Captagon. Uh, they found these uh, pills. It was in a pill form in the pockets of dead or captured terrorists after they invaded on October seventh. Uh, it's they call it the drug of jihad, uh, the cocaine for the poor, and what it does is it, it 
it, it gives them all, gets them all hyped up, but it keeps them alert uh, while they're in the middle of, you know, engaging in terror. But uh, the Germans uh, actually use this. They, they developed this in the 1960s mm-hmm. to help treat uh, attention def- deficit disorders, narcolepsy and depression. Uh, very addictive. Uh, ISIS terrorists were using it back in 2015 to suppress fear before carrying out their attacks. Uh, so this it's widely distributed out of uh, Lebanon and Syria, which is you talk about a poor man's cocaine. Let me tell you something. Syria is nothing poor about that export. Um, in 2020, their exports from Syria reached a minimum of $3.5 billion. That's, that, that, that's a number that's five times greater than the combined value of the entire country's legal export industries. Wow. Uh, which that's only estimated at just over $700 million. So uh, they're getting them hopped up, man, and sending them into war and... Yeah, that's what they're doing there in the Middle East. Um, well, I also thought that was kind of an interesting comparison to Nazi soldiers who very notoriously were eating fistfuls of meth. Yeah. To commit. There's something about war crimes and, and amphetamines that just go together well. Well, I saw, you know, obviously people lose their minds on drugs and the more synthetic it is, the crazier it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hey, listen, I, we tried to get Hunter Biden on the phone for comment. <laughs> <laughs> who if he see if he ever tried any captagon in his escapades i was pull i pulled off i-35 here at northwest highway to pull was coming towards the I showed the video yeah, yeah, yeah and it was a lady naked on the side of the road there i don't know what she was doing but she was very preoccupied with her crotch um and obviously she was on crack <laughs> and uh yeah, it was, it's kind of sad to see it. I, and so I'm sitting there listening to Glenn Beck and watching this lady do whatever she's doing on the side of the road. Uh, sad. I mean, people lose their minds. But this is, this is extremely sad. You know, they're getting these people hopped up and, and sending them in to commit acts of, um, of terror. And, and again, you know, I, we're living in this world. I keep warning you guys about our borders, both southern and northern border. I keep warning you guys about how many people have have come across how many people have been apprehended how many gotaways there were last week on the show if you missed it the head of border patrol said that in the first two weeks of the fiscal year 2024 which started october 1st there were 18,500 gotaways and so that they know about uh and that's coming across the southern border and mexicans no longer i read a report over the weekend mexicans are no longer the number one uh group of people who are coming across the southern border i know george is not your people see you thought you knew them and and let me tell you something else i noticed this morning so if you go to uh there's a new website new government website called ready.gov actually let's go there right now ready.gov because you guys won't do it. Y'all are lazy. Y'all are lazy. You won't do it. But it's always interesting to see what kind of stuff the government's putting out there. I'm, I'm so, I'm, I have become Bob Dylan at this point. I am a protester. Like, I've been writing protest music, protest songs. Some of them are going to come out with based records after the first of the year. Um, and uh, I got a song coming out called What Happened to That? You know, it talks about, you know, what, what our world used to be. What happened to that? It's a great song. It's my favorite song. I've been singing it live at my live shows. Um, got a song called Watered Down about what we've become. We've become watered down and everything in our life is watered down. 
um, got a song coming out called uh, The Good Drugs. And it's talking about, you know, it's not these drugs we're talking about. You know, I was drugged to church on Sunday morning. I was drugged out to help my mama in the garden. I was drugged behind the woodshed when I did something wrong. You know, uh, it, it is just talking about that kind of drug, you know, it's good stuff. But so so if you go to ready.gov, they have a whole thing on, on how to prepare for emergencies. And uh, Glenn was talking about this on his program this morning. So I won't I won't dive into it too much because many of you listen to Glenn as well. But it was listing off the different types of emergencies and disasters that could happen. You know, if there's attacks in public places, if there's an avalanche, biohazard exposure, cybersecurity, drought, earthquakes, explosions, extreme heat, which could be nuclear war. They actually do have a nuclear explosion on here. Uh, They even have thunderstorms. (laughs) What to do in the case of a thunderstorm? Uh, tornadoes, tsunamis. So it's a list of all these things. But the first thing that struck me is there is a pop-up when you go to ready.gov, and it's a game. You download a game. It's called Prepare with Pedro. Is is that not somewhat telling? (laughs) You know, not Prepare with Arnold. (laughs) Or what's another, you know, Joe. I mean, just just an Americanized name. Did you play the game? I haven't downloaded the game. I'm scared to touch any <laughs> buttons on this website, honestly. Uh, prepare with Pedro. And, you know, I, I'm like, okay, well, that's telling me kind of where we're at. <laughs> where we're at. But um, the feds are now saying that Hamas Hezbollah members could be entering U.S. through southern border. Could be. I'm telling you, and I've already told you, I told you last week, they are. So while, uh, you know, the, the, the media out there is saying they could be, I'm telling you they are. And uh, the federal officials, they're concerned. Oh, boy, they're concerned that Middle East terrorist groups are infiltrating the United States. I told you guys last week, the Venezuelans are coming. The Venezuelans are the ones who have been the most influenced by Hezbollah because of the human trafficking industry. Uh, and they've been, they've been, you know, the Shiite Muslims and, and, well, I should say Hezbollah has been in Venezuela, heavily influencing those people. And now they're the ones who are coming, but, uh, here we are foreign fighters motivated by ideology or mercenary soldiers of fortune may attempt to obfuscate travel to, or from the U S or to, to, or from countries in the middle East through Mexico. Hamas, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, and Hezbollah. Oh, boy, they're here. They are here. And they're all hopped up on poor man's cocaine. They might have come over to Mexico and got some real man's cocaine. I don't know. I'd rather them be on real cocaine than the... Look, less war crimes have been committed on real cocaine than all this other weird shit. I mean... That's true. I'm, that's kind of scary, though. <laughs> Woo! 3.2 million encounters at the U.S. southern border. Man, I hate to scare you, but you need to be concerned. Terrorist and criminal actors may exploit the elevated flow and increasing complex security environment to enter the United States. Individuals with terrorism connections are interested in using established travel routes and permissive environments to facilitate access to the United States. Man, it's a porous, we'll call it that. It's a porous southern border, I'll tell you. 
Uh, hey, and if it, if you wanted to get it, you wanted to hear something that's even worse. I mean, let me just—I don't know. Let me just add a little cherry on top of this uh, invasion cake we're descri- describing here. North Korea—they've <laughs> deployed thousands of IT freelancers with fake IDs to work U.S. jobs, so that they'll send the money back to North Korea and fund their weapon systems. The FBI is reporting that. Wow. Thousands of information technology employees working as contractors in the U.S. who have reportedly been sending millions of dollars home from their earnings. Home is North Korea. Uh, They're helping fund the country's ballistic missile program. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, folks. And uh, we already know Iran. I think Iran has a nuclear weapon now. Working on a second. Yeah, they've uh, Business Insider reported that the authorities have seized more than $1.5 million in 17 domain names as part of the ongoing investigation. Yeah, uh, we could tell you that there are thousands of North Korean IT workers that are part of this. That's exciting. I mean, what kind of background checks are we running? In I don't this think world? we're running any of them, to be no. honest. I think these are the people we're hiring to run background checks. Those are the people. Yeah. I mean, we're hiring North Koreans to work HR. Yeah, we're asking the spies if there's any spies here. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody get Eric Swalwell on the phone. Uh, Another subject matter expert of not doing a background check before you, you know, get intimate with a Chinese spy. Yeah. In that situation, yeah. (laughs) Now we got North Koreans over here. Do we know who's working here at the Blaze? I've seen some Asians around here. I don't know. We got a bunch of new hires. Have we vetted them properly? I don't think we have. Yeah. Yeah. George, where are you from? (laughs) He's one of the good ones. We're all right with George. Yeah, they always want to make you believe they're good ones. That's true. That's the problem. (laughs) I've seen some Asians walking around here. I don't think they're Korean. (laughs) all right guys last month at the g20 uh they they announced a plan to impose digital currencies and digital ids on their respective populations. central bank digital currencies essentially allow your government to track every purchase you make isn't that exciting they could even allow officials to prohibit you from purchasing certain products or easily freeze or seize part or all of your money in essence they enable the government to take more control over your finances concerned americans are diversifying their assets into physical gold with the help of birch gold group if you want a physical asset held in a tax sheltered retirement account you should call birch gold as well uh, you can just find out for yourself. They'll send you a free information kit. If you'll text my name, C-H-A-D, I spell it Chad, to the number 989898, you get the free info kit, no obligation. Uh, it's the easiest way to become a Birch Gold customer. If you have an IRA or 401k from a previous employer just gathering dust, Birch Gold will help you convert it into an IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Text C-H-A-D to 989898. Claim your free info kit on gold. Then call them up. If you want to talk to somebody, because if digital currency becomes a reality, it'll be nice to have some gold to fall back on and call them up. Birch Gold will be right back. During the break, uh, George pulled a picture of uh, the HR team here at Blaze. There they are right there. That's who does the hiring and the firing around here. These guys all hopped up on Captagon. Uh, 
Oh, and by the way, I did. I was I was listening to Glenn this morning, and he, you know, Glenn has. A, Glenn's a prepared dude. Trust me. Um, I like to think of myself as being somewhat prepared for some crazy shit going down, but Glenn is prepared. But he was talking about having uh, a code, like if 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 AI, you get a phone call, an AI phone call, and it mimics the voice of one of your kids or grandkids, and they're being held for a ransom or something. You should have a code. You know, so like, let's say your code is 100. You you say to them on the phone 93, and they say seven back to you because 93 and seven equals 100, right? So if it's or 10, so I say five, and you say five or six and four, but that way it kind of you got a like an identity check. You know, you're not getting scammed by AI because people are getting scammed right now. Yeah, what a weird time we live in to have to actually come yeah. up with that. Yeah. Hey, we need a catchphrase in case AI mimics your voice and they tell us you're being held hostage, but you're not really being held hostage. Yeah. Weird future. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, all it takes is like three seconds of somebody's voice and they can mimic the voice. Oh, yeah. The voice is the easiest thing they can do and it's flawless, really. Yeah. And it's happening, dude. You know, with the deep fake stuff and all of that, it's crazy. Um, But, uh, yeah, so... The uh, Federalists, you know, we talked about this, I think it was two weeks ago, we talked about how, you know, they were saying they, they only wanted you to fly like four hours or take four trips on an airplane your entire life. Like they were polling people in France and, and just kind of all this kind of crazy stuff. Uh, the Federalist details these European flight limitations. Play clip number one. There is a growing worldwide push to restrict freedom of movement in the name of climate change. France has outlawed domestic flights less than two and a half hours long, and the entire European Union is considering doing the same. Nearly 100 cities across the globe, including 14 American cities, are part of the C40 Cities Climate Leadership Group, which has a goal of by 2030 limiting air travel to one short-haul return flight every three years per person. Since these cities collectively make up about one-twelfth of the the global population, the plan would effectively annihilate the air industry. By 2050, the United Nations wants to ban all flights that do not use sustainable aviation fuels. But sustainable aviation fuels are not scalable and are wildly expensive. If the UN and C40 cities have their way, airlines will close and air travel will only be affordable to the extremely wealthy. And it's not just air travel, private vehicles are also under major attack. With no planes or private vehicles, people become immobile. And that's exactly what the ruling class elites posing as climate activists want. They want the populace ushered into 15-minute smart cities that conveniently require no travel and are equipped with sophisticated surveillance technology to make sure that nobody leaves. Of course, none of this has anything to do with the environment. Globalist jet-setters pretending to be environmentalists are producing fake doomsday climate predictions and spreading fear as a ploy to consolidate power. Yeah. See, there's a little thing we like to say around here. You've heard me say it often, and that is I'm always correct. I'm always right. I'm never wrong. I'm never wrong. And so now for the last, ah, you know, well, through COVID, but I mean, especially for the last year, I've said they're trying to restrict your travel. They're going to want, and people, they've asked me, they're like, why would they want to restrict the travel? Now, it's not about climate change. They, they're using that. That's the ruse, okay? That's the ruse. Uh, there's a reason why ready.gov puts a thing out, says prepare with Pedro, you play a game with some uh, illegal immigrant about how to cloister in space uh, in place they, they they want you prepared to be like right here like some catastrophe happens boom now they got you congregated in your little commune 
They don't want you traveling because that's the step that they have to take to get us into a police state. Now, Dinesh D'Souza's got the new movie coming out. I think it launched today, but I, I think it, the, the release is, is later on this week, the bigger release. Um, and, and he's got that thing, police state. We, you know, and, and to hear Dinesh talk about it, we're not living in a complete police state here. There's no walls. I mean, we actually have a porous southern border. It's pretty open. Um, you know, we're not Berlin. And, you know, we could still do shows like this. We could still get on X or Facebook and say the things that we believe for the most part for the most part and we can have podcasts where we can talk about these things so you know we're not living in a pure police state but we're headed that way if they can they can continue to brainwash our young people and make them believe that in the name of saving the planet and you know climate change and all of these altruistic you know activities that are supposed to you know make the world a better place it's all part of the brainwashing thing to make sure that they can better surveil you. If they can surveil you and they can keep you in one place, then ultimately they can control you. And they can pass whatever they want to pass, do whatever they want to do. The elites get eliter and the peasants become peasanter. I mean, we, we just become, you know, we just all hopped up on Captagon and killing each other. You know, I mean, tomorrow, my friend Riaz Patel, he's flying in from California. And Riaz and I disagree on a ton of different things. Uh, we come from opposite spectrums. I'm white. He's not. <laughs> I'm straight. He's not. I'm conservative. He's not. I'm Texas. He's Hollywood. We're going to sit down and debate about eight different topics tomorrow night. Uh, and there's no way we're going to get to all of it. So it's going to carry over into overtime, I'm quite certain. And um, we're going we're gonna to have this debate. And... Uh, uh, you know, those are the debates that I think have to happen because the world, we may disagree with each other, but the, the elites out there, the governments of this world, they want us all hopped up on synthetic nonsense, whether it's an actual drug or a, or a metaphorical, you know, hype gets our brains all cut, clouded and confused. They want us warring with each other because if we're doing that, then we live we leave them alone we don't we don't push back against their their rule and so <clears throat> you know they want us fighting they want the pawns down here you know tussling it out while the kings and the queens and the bishops and the knights all those elites are up there doing their thing so um you know and and again if you don't believe the indoctrination is happening i loved what bill maher said last week on his show uh, about how if you're sending your kids to college at this stage in the game, you're just basically choosing to be dumb. And here's what he said. Play clip number two. And finally, new rule as an Ivy League graduate who knows the value of a liberal education, I have one piece of advice for the youth of America. Don't go to college. <laughs> And if you absolutely have to go, don't go to an elite college, because as recent events have shown, it just makes you stupid. <laughs> there are few, if any, positives to come out of what happened in Israel, but one of them is opening America's eyes to how higher education has become indoctrination into a stew of bad ideas among them the simplistic notion that the world is a binary place where everyone is either an oppressor or oppressed. In the case of Israel, oppressors being babies and bubbas. 
The same students who will tell you that words are violence and silence is violence were very supportive when Hamas terrorists went on a rape and murder rampage worthy of the Vikings. They knew where to point the fingers at the murdered, and then it was off to ethics class. <laughs> now, now, I recognize that a certain amount of foolishness is expected of college kids, but mixing Jägermeister and tomato juice isn't the same as siding with terrorists. <laughs> 34 student groups at Harvard signed a letter that said the apartheid regime is the only one to blame, proving they don't know what constitutes apartheid. They don't know much of anything, actually. But it doesn't deter them from having an opinion. They've convinced themselves Israel is the most repressive regime in history because they have no knowledge of history or even a desire to know it. And actual history doesn't come up in their intersectionality of politics and gender queer identities class. <laughs> now, to be fair, at least five of the student groups have rescinded what they signed, saying they didn't read their letter closely. <laughs> and they promised not to make that mistake again after they graduate and start running the world. <laughs> but. actually believe them that they didn't read the letter closely. I think they scanned it, said it was blaming Israel, and went back to surfing TikTok. <laughs> because college life today is a day spa combined with a North Korean re-education camp. <laughs> it's a daycare center with a meal plan, except the toddlers can fire the adults. The fact that college presidents, who usually love to speak out about anything, couldn't find their voice to condemn the worst attacks in the Holocaust is a lot about who really controls colleges and why, if ignorance is, is, is a disease, Harvard Yard is the Wuhan wet market. I love it, dude. Insightful. Accurate. Nailed it. Good job, Bill. Um, and, and when we come back after this break, I, wanna, I just kind of want to give you my, my two cents on on why these things are happening, why, why this brainwashing is taking effect so strongly. And, uh, and I'm going to use Dave Chappelle and what happened with him over the weekend at a comedy show that he did in Boston, where he came out as, uh, you know, standing with Palestine and uh, the, the aftermath of that and why these guys are just off their rockers with, with what they're thinking and saying. All right, guys, uh, since the early days of Blaze TV, we've been fortunate to work with the team over at Relief Factor. At the time, they brought an unknown anti-inflammatory to the marketplace that they had tested in Seattle, which was their hometown. It had shown a remarkable ability to reduce pain from many different types of chronic ailments. Now, Relief Factor, we love it here because it's an all-natural alternative to pain medications that you know, you trust to keep your pain free. Inflammation is not only the chief cause of pain, but it's also a factor in many other diseases. I love Relief Factor. It's always working to keep my inflammation markers in check, and it works for me. Hundreds of thousands of people order Relief Factor every month. Most of them continue reordering it because it works for them, and you can get a trial pack for only $19.95 to see if it'll work to reduce your pain. Go to relieffactor.com, or you can call them at 800-4-RELIEF. That's relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. We'll be right back. Yeah, so um, over the weekend, Dave Chappelle did a show in Boston. And there were a lot of people who walked out of that show. And the reason is because 
uh, he delved into the topic about uh, Israel and, uh, and Hamas, particularly the Palestinians. And uh, he said that none of the Harvard or Columbia students should lose their jobs over public statements supporting Palestinians, blaming Israel for the recent conflict that has now taken the lives of over 5,700 Israelis and Palestinians. Uh, there was a law firm, you know, that rescinded letters of employment for three law students who signed the anti-Israel document. And a lot of people were screaming for Chappelle to shut up. Now, listen, I, again, it's a comedy show. I, I think that a person can say whatever they want to say, but you got to be ready for the blowback from it as well, especially when you take it into this arena. Um, but, of course, um, you know, Chappelle told him to shut up, too. <laughs> and, um, and, and see, here's the thing. You could read up on that deal about the story Chappelle is is inconsequential to what I want to tell you but um I mean I expect a guy like Dave Chappelle to anger people because Chappelle is notorious for coming out and saying some things you don't necessarily know what he believes on it he just likes to stir things up but it's a bad look on that it's a bad take anybody that in my opinion if you say you're standing standing with Palestine to me that's that's the same as you're say, saying I stand with Hamas um and uh, no, I, I can't. I can't go that route with you. I just can't do that. But sometimes people that I think maybe are well intentioned. I'm gonna give Chappelle the benefit of the doubt, um, and maybe I shouldn't, but I'm going to because I want to make a point with it. Sometimes well intentioned people, even smart people that are that are you know caring and thoughtful, critical thinkers, get off on these wild tangents they kind of get caught up in the in the um in the tidal wave of emotion that gets carried about by a certain popular opinion and they feel like they're doing the again the altruistic or the merciful thing by siding with the so-called oppressed people now no doubt as i've said over and over again there are no governments of men that are that are purely good they're not they're just they don't exist out there but we have this weird we have this weird sense of justice in our brains because we filter everything one through a first world mind but we also filter everything through a western mind and that's unfair when you're thinking about the way the globe operates because people don't for instance i'll just give you for instance here in the west we think in terms of linear we think timelines Right. We think there's a point A, there's a point B, there's a start, there's a finish. And then there's all these little dots throughout history of this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. And then it comes to an end in the Middle East. They don't necessarily think that way. They, they think more circular. It's more cyclical. It's it's more everything is moving. It's one big sphere. That's why if you you read the book of Revelation, we tend to read the book of Revelation there at the end of the Bible, like it's a timeline of events that are supposed to happen. No, all these things, it's both and all these things are happening simultaneously and separately and and it's it's that oriental middle eastern mind that that thinks in terms of everything working in a circle everything coming around they're they're more about the event we're more about the time right we say we say the the concert starts at eight they think the concert starts whenever we're ready to feel like the concert's supposed to start you can say 8 o'clock, but that don't mean it's going to start at 8 o'clock. Now, what I'm saying is we interpret things differently. And so a lot of times in our Western mindset, we tend to equate 
people like Palestinians or Hamas or other groups of people out there as, say, like American minorities. They, they weren't given the opportunity. They weren't given the chance. They weren't. And again, even with when we see those in, let's say, inner city America that are lashing out with violence, we still we condemn that. But we look at it and say, hey, maybe if their circumstances were different, then things would be different. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's not true. And we have to take that as it comes to us. But in a situation where you have a worldview that embraces death and violence, such as Islam, which, by the way, if, if, as I said to you last week, that Islam is a religion of death. It's not a religion of peace. I've caught a lot of shit over the years for saying that. I really don't care because it's a fact. It's a fact. It's not a religion that brings peace. It's a religion that brings death. It glorifies death. So when you take a group of people who have a, a theocratic um, uh, mindset and a global worldview that embraces death to everyone and espouses death to everyone that doesn't share your same worldview. And by the way, they want to kill other Muslims, too, because they believe that their sect is the only right one. And so, again, they're the only ones that can survive in this conflict. When you embrace that, you can't say, OK, they're just like all the other marginalized people of the world who just weren't given a fair shake or an opportunity. So it's a very narrow and a very naive mindset that we have to interpret the world like we would interpret our situation. You, you can't do that. So when a guy like Dave Chappelle gets on a stage and says, hey, man, I just want to. No, 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 bro. You, you, you're, you, you may mean well. You may mean well. But I promise you, this is a very different situation from what, what we're talking about here. So uh, stop, stop associating these folks, for instance, Hamas, let's just use that, or Hezbollah, stop associating those people with either American minorities or the plight of American minorities or even migrants that are coming to the southern border because even they come from a different mindset and a different worldview, all right? I don't know if any of that's making sense, but I'm just telling you, we, we got to stop thinking that the rest of the world thinks like we do because they don't. And that's ultimately what's going to get us destroyed that's going to lead to the downfall of america it's going to lead to the to the destruction of the republic it's the trojan horse because we think that everybody who's coming into this country thinks like we do wants to be like us they're just pursuing a better life i mean 3.2 million encounters at the southern border 18,500 gotaways all of these people 250 apprehended that are on the terror watch list i'm sure they were just coming here for a better life they wanted a job at mcdonald's with you know a 15 dollar minimum wage that's what they were looking for they were coming to lay down their suicide vests and embrace the american dream that's what they were after, man. That's all they were after. If you believe that, then you are on poor man's cocaine. You are all hopped up on Captagon, and you are not thinking straight. You're like the naked lady I just saw on Crack Rock out here on Northwest Highway. Doing something with your crotch. Completely oblivious to the traffic around you. It's a great metaphor if you think about it. She was oblivious to the traffic around her out there on the highway. And just out there diddling in her crotch. Because that was her world. That was the most important thing. That was the priority for her in that moment. And I think, guys, maybe it's time we pull our heads out of our ass as well. All right? Hang tight. We'll be right back.
Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, without further ado, we tried to get him on last week. We had some technical issues. Uh, my friend Carmine Sabia is on the show. How are you, Carmine? Good, looking good, brother. Thank you, man. How you doing, Chad? I'm doing, doing great. Good. Yourself? I'm doing good, man. I, it's a Monday, you know, and you, you know you're you're a huge you're a huge follow. I love your insight on stuff, man. Oh, do you, Thank you, man. Let me ask you a question. Uh, as we as we head into this next year, if we if we make it. Uh, what's going to happen first, uh, World War Three or the 2024 election? <laughs> or we pick a Speaker of the House. <laughs> or we pick a Speaker of the uh, House. Isn't that crazy? Uh, yeah, man. Wow. We're on a week three now, right? Yeah. They should Listen, I have my own theories about that. I think a lot of your people would probably uh, disagree with me, and I think a lot of my people disagree with me. But when I was fighting saying don't get rid of McCarthy, it wasn't because I love McCarthy. Yeah. It's because what's plan B? You yeah. got to have plan B. Otherwise, you have this. And we're creating campaign ads for the Democrats right now. These guys can't govern. They can run these campaign ads all of 2024. Um, honestly, Chad, you know, gosh, I think I think we'll be in a world war before the election. I really do. I really do. I hate to say that. I don't want to say that. You know, but I, I actually in my soul believe it. Yeah. And as of this morning, we got Chinese warships in the Middle East. We know that our ships are in the Middle East. Um, of course, they've been there. Um, all of this stuff seems to be escalating. College campuses are erupting our city streets with protests, both, you know, in Europe and here. I'm more concerned with here. Uh, and Joe Biden's still on vacation. Uh, who's running the ship at this point? Is anybody? The same. Sure. The same people that have been running the ship. Susan yeah. Rice, uh, Eric Holder, you know, uh, Leon Panetta. <clears throat> um, Biden is just a he's he's weekend at Bernie's man. He's, he's not running anything. He he goes out there, makes a little speech, reads off a teleprompter. Yeah. That's what he does. He doesn't he and doesn't it, know what's going on. He don't know what day of the week it is. No, he doesn't. And these are the conversations that get us banned on YouTube when we say I I, I don't know that the 2024 election matters at this point. Although you know there were some numbers that came out uh, over the weekend that said if if they were the election were today, like 68 percent would vote for Trump. Um and you know we'll see i i know that the the poll last week said that they had and that's in the republican primary but it was saying that uh that he and biden are running neck and neck i don't see how anybody could still vote for joe biden uh what do you, what do you think trump's chances are heading in into this next year i'm concerned let me ask you a question do you think the media polls would be building trump up if they thought he'd beat biden i think they're building him up because as soon as Trump wins the nomination, you're going to see those polls flip. Mm. And then, then Trump has no chance. The polls no longer poll people. The polls try to create what's going to happen. Um, I think if everything is fair and square, I think if people across the board, you know, use their minds, Trump wins in a landslide. Are you kidding me? Look at the shape of the country and the world with Mr. Magoo as president. You know what I'm saying? It, it's not... You know, and then that might be a little of an old reference for some of your audience. I know it is for mine when I call him Mr. Magoo, but, uh, you know, I think, you know, I think I think Trump has a really good chance if things are fair. Yeah. But I think I worry about I'll tell you the truth, Chad. And I, I hate to, again, I hate to say this. I, I don't want to make this a conspiracy show, but I worry about the man's safety because I think they'll do anything to keep him from the White House. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. They yeah. want this war. They they really do. And I agree with what Tucker Carlson said a few weeks ago when he said, you know, I, I he foresees an assassination attempt on, on Trump. I, I've said I that, that consistently 
They do not want that. They want permanent Washington there. Uh, they want the same power players that have been running the show, as you stated a minute ago, to continue running the show. And they, they do. They want this war. Um, and uh, what, what, what are your thoughts on this uh, $100 billion ask? You know, $65 billion of it goes to Ukraine. You know, and then you know, a, little, a little $14 billion supposedly goes to border security. But I think we know what that means. That's, that's housing illegals and things like that. What, what are your sure. thoughts on that deal? friend of mine he's a professional wrestler so i can't say his name because he doesn't i have a lot of friends that are like don't say i said this but and he says to me the other day he says you know aid is another word for money laundering yeah and uh and i tend to agree with him i tend to agree with him on that because i'm watching the speech and it's you know look israel is our ally i am a hundred percent you know i'm a hundred percent on board sure let's give israel what it needs sure because israel's surrounded Israel doesn't have any friends near them, unlike Ukraine. Israel's surrounded. Um, but Israel can also take care of itself. Israel's also been a valuable partner and has provided things to the United States, intelligence-wise and, and, and other, other areas. Ukraine has been a leech on the United States forever. And as I'm watching the speech, and, and these people just got massacred in Israel, the worst murder of Jews since the Holocaust. Yeah. And he's Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. You're kind of like, whoa, what's going on? How did Ukraine get in this? <laughs> when did Ukraine get involved in this war? Yeah, it's unbelievable. It, it, it's unreal that, that they continue to bring that back. You know, that that rhetoric continues to come back around. But I think, again, they're showing their hand with the money laundering scheme that we all know is happening here. You know, Absolutely. Joe, we just, you know, Comer just comes out th- this weekend and points out a check for two hundred thousand dollars paid back to Joe Biden from his brother James that says for, you know, loan repayment, 200,000. That's, that's a pretty big loan repayment. Uh, and are we going to talk about any of this stuff? You, you, do you think it, I mean, and again, I agree with you as far as the, the speaker of the house, the longer they can go without a speaker of the house, they don't threaten Joe Biden with, you know, taking away power or impeachment. They don't do any of that. Absolutely. Democrats are loving this. Yeah. Um, and if you get a Tom Emmer, forget it. It's buried. You know what I'm saying? You need a Byron Donalds. You mm. needed a Jim Jordan. Yeah. Um, I think Byron Donalds look people are like, well, you know, he's young. He's only had one term. I'm like, Barack Obama had one term in the Senate. I mean, mm. you know, what are you talking about here? So and no, I think he's the right man for the job right now. And I'll tell you something, Chad, just on a political aspect. <clears throat> can you imagine the campaign commercials? My Democrat opponent voted against having the first black speaker of the House. I mean, just from a politics standpoint, just from a <laughs> politics standpoint, that's gold. Right. percent. Yeah. Yeah. Hang on. We lost you. We lost you. One second. Ah, we lost him. Was, what the hell? Ah, we tried again. I told you, man, the devil lives in this technology. All right. Back at it. Yeah. But you're right. right. That's a, that, Yeah, you're good. So that that would be that would be a huge campaign thing right there. I mean, they could use that against every single one of them. You got all the Democrats on record. I'm not saying get him just because he's black. That's a Democrat thing to do. <laughs> but that's a huge campaign ad, right? I mean, my Democrat opponent voted against the first black speaker of the House. Now you have Byron Donalds out there on the campaign trail with Donald Trump. You know, unbelievable. That's that's money. If you. We were so close. We were so close, Karma. What there, is happening here? I, I don't know. It's it's when guys get together with the brain power that you and I do, it just over <laughs> it overcomes the bandwidth, is what it does. But is anyway, that what it is? It's damn. Um, so 
I think that uh, I think it's I think it's golden. I think if you can chip into that minority vote even just a little, it switches the whole narrative and it changes the whole election. Yeah. You you even take a few more percentage points in some key swing states. That's that's an election right there. Yeah. I uh, I tell you, I, I'm concerned. You know what I see happening on America's campuses. Uh, this, this is worse than I did. To me, this is worse. This pro-Palestine stuff that's going on. Uh, you know, and then we saw what happened with Dave Chappelle, where he was kind of standing with Palestine and this whole thing. And I, and I made the point earlier in the show, I said, we these folks tend to equate Hamas and these groups of people with what they think of as American minorities. Right. It's the same type of perceived oppression that's there or lack of opportunities that are there. That's that's a wholly different worldview that we're dealing with here. How, how concerned are you with what you're seeing with these protests? Oh, very. We're going to, I was saying this morning on X, formerly known as Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I was saying this morning on X, I said, we're going to pay a heavy price mm. for those refugees welcome signs in Europe and the United States, mm-hmm. a heavy price. Um, yeah, they see the Jews as the big, bad white oppressor. <clears throat> you know, Chad, I grew up in, I don't know if you know where Nork, New Jersey is. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was one of about three white kids in my neighborhood, hmm. and uh, I, I, I faced some oppression, I guess. I, I got jumped constantly, and I learned how to fight. You know, you learn how to fight. What I did, though, is a lot of those kids that I was in the neighborhood with, they're still in the neighborhood. Yeah. I said, no, nah, this ain't for me, man. I'm not going to be hanging on the corner and doing this. And, you know, opportunities, what you make it, yeah, are some people born with a silver spoon in their mouth? Do they get a head start that, you know, maybe you and me didn't get? Sure, but you can do it if you want to. So I'm so tired of the talk of oppression, and you're 100% right. They equate Hamas with, with you know, black people and Hispanics and whatever in the United States and, you know, other minorities. These, this is, these are evil people. And when you're on a college campus saying, what are they saying? Praise the murderers or whatever. Yeah. I mean, are you are you absolutely kidding me? Insane. Find these people, put them under FBI surveillance instead of the grandma who has a problem at her PTA meeting. Put these people on surveillance because they're a danger. These people are a danger. And I mean, that's that that to me seems like a no brainer. They need to be on surveillance yesterday. Um, I, I, I fear, Chad. That if these people, and I'm talking about even your representatives, Tlaib, Omar, uh, mm. Jayapal, um, the other one, what did I say, uh, Omar, Tlaib, yeah. you know, all these people, if they were in Congress after 9-11 happened, they'd have found a way to blame us, and they would have voted against the war. Yeah. It, it, it's scary, the world we're living in, and you make an excellent point. All right, a couple of seconds left. Uh, 10-second take. Tonight is Game 7 for the, both the National League and the American League. You're a Yankees fan. They're not there. Dismal year for the Yankees. Who's your pick going into the World Series? Phillies Rangers. Phillies Rangers. I like the way your head thinks. I don't know if the Rangers – I'm a Rangers fan. I don't know if they can beat the Phillies. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right, guys, uh, make sure you're following Carmine Sabia on X, formerly known as Twitter, all the other places that he's that he's on there. He's a great follow and huge insight, as you can tell. Carmine, we'll get you back on soon, brother. Thanks so much, man. Thank you, man. Thank Take you. care, brother. Talk soon. God bless. All right, guys, hang tight. We'll be right back. All right, guys, I got to go. I got to get on the road. I'm heading up to uh, Owasso, Oklahoma. Going to speak at the, going to entertain tonight at the Folds of Honor uh, banquet. They did ask me, they said, no Bud Light jokes. We got some Bud Light corporate that's going to be here, Anheuser-Busch corporate. 
I wasn't thinking about it till you all mentioned that, but uh, we'll see what happens. Hey, go to watchchad.com for all the fun stuff is. Uh, the first weekend in November. It's next week, November 2nd through 4th. I'm going to be at the Looney Bin in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tons of other stuff coming up. Um, check it out. Watchchad.com. And uh, don't forget, subscribe to Blaze TV. BlazeTV.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad. Don't miss tomorrow night's episode, My Debate with the great Riaz Patel. We love y'all. God bless you. See you then. Bye.